Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I will be interviewing Andrew O'Brien of thepublicityguy.com. Andrew's been seen on over 70 global media outlets, including MSNBC, USA Today, The Huffington Post, Al Jazeera, MTV, BBC, NHK, and many others. He helps other successful entrepreneurs spread their message, increase audience exposure, and boost sales through high-scale media placements. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas, mid-cities. And what was your childhood like? It was, a, it was a pretty rough one. So I was actually raised by a prostitute mother and raised in anywhere from motel rooms to trailer parks to cars and all over the place, moving every three to six months. Wow. And how did that inspire you to get started in business? Well, you know, it's just I've been an entrepreneur by heart since I was a little kid. When we had the opportunity to live in apartments, I would go up and knock on people's doors and offer them uh, to take their trash to the dumpster for 50 cents. And I always, as a kid, was trying to find a way to make more money. My biggest thing is the way I was raised led into me having a passion to make sure I never had to live that life when I got older. And I never had to give that life to my kids as I got older. So I really built that passion inside of me to make sure – I offer a better life for my family than I was offered as a child. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, How did you get started in business? Well, I started about three years ago. I started public speaking. So a quick backstory is other than my childhood, I I got through that, went into my teenage years, turned to drugs and alcohol to kind of uh, avoid the reality that I've been going through since my childhood. And then After that, I joined the Army to escape the life of drugs, and uh, during my time in the Army, I served a year in Iraq as a lead gunner. Uh, When I got home from Iraq a year later, I actually attempted to take my own life uh, due to the trauma I experienced both in childhood and the military. Luckily, that didn't succeed, and I woke up with this newfound appreciation for life, got out of the military. Uh, When I got out, 
shortly after that, my mother actually murdered her husband, shot him point blank in the head while he was sleeping. Uh, I didn't know that she had actually murdered him. She said someone broke into the house and got and killed him. And uh, I was inside their house cleaning up the remains uh, out of a carpet when the cops cleared the scene. And then as I was cleaning up the remains, my mother pulled me outside and asked me to help her frame uh, his ex-wife for the murder. And so I, of course, said no. Long story short, I testified against her in court where she was sentenced to life in prison. And um, it was during that time I started speaking and sharing my story on military bases. And uh, it was thanks to the media. I went to the media and told them my story and how I overcame all this trauma and built a nice life for myself and was building a family. And uh, the media helped me get more speaking engagements on more stages, and it spread my story all over the world. So it was really helpful for me, and that's what led into building this successful business is I realized the media, although it can help scare people and put fear into people, it can also help spread messages of empowerment and hope and success. And so I wanted to help change media to share more positive stories than negative. That is absolutely incredible. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see clients making when trying to get media exposure? The biggest mistakes that I see when they try to get media exposure is, one, they do press releases. Press releases are outdated, don't work. Press releases is just spamming a bunch of media contacts and hoping someone writes about it. I will tell you right now that I speak to writers day in and day out, and all of them have told me they never open press releases because they don't have time to read it. It's not them being mean. They just get blown up every day through emails. Um, Another big mistake is they don't have – they don't contact them directly and get them on the phone. A lot of people try to do Facebook messages or emails. That's a great way to start the conversation, but before you pitch yourself, it's always important to get on the phone with these contacts and have a conversation with them over the phone. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So direct contact as opposed to uh, just sending a press release or trying to get somebody on social media. How are – with as you mentioned, the media being inundated by so many people looking for coverage, how do you get your clients to stand out? How do you make them you know, newsworthy? So, you know, what a lot, of like, a lot of entrepreneurs like to do, just as I do, is we want to talk about our business all the time, how awesome we are, the results we're getting, all that stuff. So you, what a lot of people do is they contact the media and try to talk to them as if they're a prospect trying to buy their service. And that's the biggest mistake that you can make. The media wants a powerful story. So the number one most important thing when pitching yourself is the headline. You want it to be a powerful headline that will catch the writer's attention. So something strong, like the top five ways to jump back from bankruptcy, um, from a, uh, tips from a millionaire, things like that. So you want to talk about more of your personal story, not so much about how awesome your business is and, and how great results you're getting. It's more of Who's the person behind the business? What are the successes they've had? What are the failures they face? And what can the audience learn from their successes and failures? That is great. Uh, great, very helpful. What are you had some incredible results not only for you and for your own business, but for your clients? Can you share a couple of clients you were able to get coverage for and how that works? Yeah, so we've got a lot of clients. Uh, we've got people like Russell Brunson, owner of ClickFunnels. We've got Caleb Maddox, 14-year-old entrepreneur that's out there making massive waves. Um, we've got a number of clients, and we've got them all on places anywhere from Entrepreneur, Forbes, Inc., Business Insider, Success Magazine, 
Adweek, uh, all types, Fast Company, all types of media outlets. And we've gotten those results because we do exactly what I'm telling everybody else to do is we create those relationships with these media contacts. We give them strong stories. But the most important thing, the most important step I tell anyone, if you're really wanting to get a contributor to write about you, is those two key things. The first thing is talk to a contributor, not a staff writer. Because here's the thing, a staff writer is staffed by the uh, by the media outlet, which means they are employee mindset. If you talk to a contributor, they are actual entrepreneurs that are writing, hoping to get exposure for themselves. So it's much easier as an entrepreneur to talk to another entrepreneur than it is to talk to someone who's employee mindset. And step two is make sure that you're telling them that if they write about you, you're gonna you're gonna bring more traffic onto their article. You're going to send it to your email list of 500,000. You're going to share it on your social media with your following of over 20,000 or whatever it is. Just tell them that you're going to make sure to advertise this article and bring in even more of an audience than they would organically get. That, that is really helpful. How do we identify who's a contributor versus who's not? So it's always on there. So what I tell people to do is when you're trying to find people to reach out to, you go, let's say you want to get on entrepreneur.com. You go to entrepreneur.com and you go to the search tab and you put in keywords that have to do with your business. If you talk about sales funnels, you search sales funnels and find people write about sales funnels. If you sell quilts, you put quilts and see people write about quilts. Whatever it is that you do, you put that in the search thing, you find the people that are writing about it, you click on the writer's uh, portfolio, and it will say. It will either say they're a contributor or they're a staff member of the media outlet, and that's how you tell. And they're an entrepreneur. Oftentimes, there's a tab that gives you their direct email address. If their email address isn't on there, there's their LinkedIn, there's their Facebook. There's all these different ways that you can reach out and contact them. And what – I mean, you've come so far so fast in this particular field – um, other than the initial wave of media attention for your own story, how did you make the transition to I'm going to start doing this for other comp for other people? Well, to be fully transparent, I was speaking and I did really well. I was the top requested military speaker. I was speaking on all the military bases across the world, and then the budget had a 75% budget cut on mental health, which was my field in the military. So. I was stuck in between a rock and a hard place of how do I continue to feed my family. I had to create another business. And I, I sat down and I thought about what am I passionate about. I'm passionate about entrepreneurs because they all want to change the world in their own way. I don't know entrepreneurs. I don't believe entrepreneurs are people who are just chasing the next dollar. A true entrepreneur is someone that's going out trying to disrupt the market, change the world in some form or fashion. And then I realized, well, this media exposure did so well for me. Let me reach out and do this for them. But I also realized that TV doesn't do anything for businesses. It, it just, you get this two-minute stint on an hour-long news station about one positive thing when most of the times they focus on most of the negative, you know, fearful things that everybody should be scared of. And so that's why I realized, okay, so we need to focus on online publications because when people are online, they can just click your name in blue. When people see you on TV, they have to actually pull up their laptop, search you, find your link, contact you. That's too many steps. We have an ADD world. No one has the attention span to actually take out a laptop and research someone unless they're really, really intrigued by what you're saying. So that's how I came up with the concept. And what do you like best about your business? What I like best about it is the clients I get to work with. I get to work with people who are all multimillionaires 
very successful in what they do, but more than their success, they're the most humble, down-to-earth people. I get to surround myself with very successful people. And as everybody always says, you are who you surround yourself with. When I surrounded myself with broke entrepreneurs, I was broke. When I surrounded myself with very successful entrepreneurs, I started to become successful. That makes a lot of sense. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten is stop trying to serve broke people. And that was something that was really hard for me because, you know, I, I have nothing against broke people, but it's just, here's the thing is the less people pay, the more they expect. And that's what I learned. So the more you charge, the less they expect from you, the easier the client it is. And it, you know, it doesn't really make sense, but it, it actually works that way. The people who pay me large amounts of money are much less work than the people who pay me less amount of money. I would agree that follows the 80-20 rule. Wow. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? The biggest challenge now is um, is trying to find the right people to implement into my team. I've built a strong team uh, now, but I went through a lot of struggles with trying to find that right team. We went through a lot of turnarounds and turnovers and firing and hiring and all that stuff. So right now, our biggest struggle is finding the right people for our team that are culture fit and can come in and knock things out of the park. And how, what drives you crazy about your business? What drives me crazy is, that's a hard one. Um, what drives me crazy is I want to move faster than I'm physically able to do. So I want to bring on 50 clients when in reality we can only bring on 10 right now. So we have to grow at a slow pace to make sure we're doing it the right way. And I'm not a patient person, so I want to grow fast. And if I grow too fast, that puts my business into a bad position. Who is an ideal client for you? An ideal client for me is someone who's not only been successful, who's, who's had success, it's someone who's also faced failure, someone who's been through hard times in life that I can use those times as stories. And it's someone with passion, someone with heart, someone who really believes in what they're doing and knows that whatever they're doing, whether it's building online sales funnels to actually going out and building schools in another country, is someone who really believes that they're doing something to change the world. You have different levels of services from online courses to done-for-you exposure to private consulting. Can you talk a little bit about what the differences are? Yeah, so we started out, We our business model has kind of been like uh, Tesla. So we started out with the most expensive and we worked our way down instead of starting out least expensive and working our way up. So our top package is a $100,000 package. Our smallest offer is our online course for $2,000. We wanted to offer a service to everybody, but first we wanted to start with the high-scale people and work our way down from there. Make sure we can prove to the people that we know what we're doing and then offer a service that everybody can afford. A $2,000 course is definitely inexpensive for what we're offering and what we're teaching. Um, then the $100,000 service is, of course, for someone who's very well off and wanting massive media exposure as quickly as possible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I got it. 100000 what does that cover? I got it. And you, got, you piqued my interest. Yeah. So the $100,000 package, it covers... I guarantee 40 media outlets, so we guarantee 40 features on different media outlets. Um, I fly a professional video crew out to take videos of the client. Uh, we create Facebook ads and target the media outlets. 
Um, and I am actually the one that that handles their account. I'm the one that gets the media exposure. Everybody else who comes in, I have a team that helps uh, make sure that they are successful in getting the media outlets. But if someone comes on a $100,000 package, I am the one that handles their account personally. That is absolutely incredible. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Uh, the most important thing is making sure that you're leveraging the media. A lot of people think, oh, if I get on Forbes, I'm going to get massive sales. And that's not true because Forbes alone has 1,800 contributors that contribute to Forbes, not including stats. And so there are hundreds and hundreds of articles that go live every single day. The most important thing is leveraging it. Use social media. Use your email marketing. Use your sales phones. Are you there? I am. Um, we lost Perfect. you for a little bit. So here, um, okay. let's um, shoot. What was the last? Uh, that was anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? I'll ask it again, and we'll edit it. Okay. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Yeah, the most important thing is whenever you are getting media exposure, a lot of people think, oh, if I get on Forbes, it's going to blow up my sales and I'm going to get all these leads that come in. And the truth is, it isn't because there's over 1,800 contributors on Forbes alone, not including staff writers. So on any given day, hundreds of hundreds of articles go live on Forbes. So what you want to do is make sure you leverage that media exposure in your social media, your email marketing, your sales funnels, and you put it out there in every avenue that you possibly can to really bring those sales into you. Don't expect to get on the media and sales to come in unless you do things on your side to make that happen. Okay, great advice. Fascinating interview. A wonderful insight. Um, Andrew O'Brien from thepublicityguy.com, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.